Sun Devil fans, this is the Tuesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Me and Connor are here to ask the tough questions. Is it too late for Jaden Daniels to come back out of the transfer portal? What do we feel about the schedule football-wise going into the 2022? And what is Bobby Hurley's fate following the conclusion of this season? All of that and more on today's edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw. I will be one of your guides through this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Joined always by my good friend and co-guide, Connor Drios. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and myself, at RichieBrads36, Connor at Cedrios, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. The Locked on Sun Devils podcast is free and available on all platforms, which includes but is not limited to Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcast on an audio platform, we're there and available Monday through Friday. We're also on video platform on YouTube if you want to see our beautiful faces as we talk everything that you want to hear and don't want to hear about the Arizona State Sun Devils. Subscribe, follow, like, five-star, comment, tweet us, ratio us, whatever you want to do. What content don't they want to hear? I, I, I don't it's know. It's not the content that they wanted, but the one they deserved. That is my favorite Spider-Man quote. But anyway, <laughs> Connor, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better than yesterday. I definitely had a bit of a head cold yesterday as... The people on YouTube could see I wasn't doing my usual dance when we came Well, clearly out it's today. over because you just confused Spider-Man with Batman. Clearly well, it's over. Exactly. I, they're both they're both like dark dark horse comics or something like that. And a- anyways, I'm feeling a little bit better, and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be feeling a lot better today. Getting back into some heavy-handed conversations. The first thing that we got to talk about, though, Connor, Jaden Daniels, because this this situation is going to be something that we're gonna be talking about for months to come. Even even once the season gets started, we're probably still going to be talking about this decision that Jaden Daniels made. We're going to be talking about this years down the road. This is one of the most ground-shattering events to ever happen in Arizona State football history, considering everything that led up to it, from Jaden being the first true freshman to start for Arizona State, to him being the three-year starter, going undefeated against U of A, getting getting us to... uh, to to uh, uh, bowl games, two of his three years, just everything that kind of led into this situation has been very very interesting. Jaden transferring hit us like just just a total curveball, and now we're wondering what's going to happen next. And it started with the way that his teammates responded. It started with the not safe for work Trevez Moore Instagram post. And it's continued through a friend of the podcast, Rashad White, tweeting out his opinions about that video, some of the other players voicing their opinions about everything. And the the one question that we had wondered, yep. was there this was there this chance that Jaden could withdraw his name from the transfer portal? Well, there there did come some news out 
that made it appear as though that was the plan is just to test the waters to see what what the what the outlook was like if Jaden did decide to transfer out of 10p. Well, it's yeah, not looking like now, man. You can't. No, it it's not. And I'm, like, I'll hand it over to you for a sec. It, it just so first of all, like Travez Moore came out and said later that it wasn't him in the video, but he still posted. Whatever. Just, yeah, just, that's so. If you don't so have funny. that opinion on, yeah, if you don't have that on, uh, opinion on Jaden, like regardless of whether you feel like, yeah, exactly, don't post it. That's kind of what Rashad it. White was saying as well. Just, just kind of telling him to grow up. So, uh, at the end of the day, like if Jaden Daniels knows where he's going, cool, good for him. If he is potentially testing the waters to see if there's a better opportunity for himself out there, we've already talked about that a little bit. Do what's best for you, man. Does it hurt as a Sunderbolt fan? Sure. Sure it does. But at, at the end of the day, like if this is going to better your career, who are we to stand in your way? Seriously. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, like if you're making this move and it's not working out for you, have you already lost the locker room? Like seriously, what, what does it look like if you come back and you try to play like you say, ah, guys, I was just kidding. Come on. You know, I was just kidding, right? That clip from SpongeBob. I think I we yeah. either have made the joke to ourselves off mic or we might have done it on the podcast, but that – that's totally what the situation. We're gonna make would, it once a week, be. so everyone all at least yeah. get the reference. Exactly. It's just it's one of those where it's like, Jaden, dude, like, pro player, right? All yep. for you making those decisions, but your decisions come with consequences, and the consequence here is you probably burn that bridge. I do not see a scenario where you can come back to Tempe. Neither do I, and I, there's. A lot that goes into it, right? Like maybe there's a better NIL deal out there for him where he feels like even if he doesn't go to the NFL, even if, maybe he can go make some extra cash on the side so after his college career is done, he kind of has his pockets loaded up a little bit. Like there are a number of reasons why he could be leaving, starting with the program potentially breaking down, all the talent that's leaving, uh, coaches leaving. Maybe he doesn't believe so much in Herm after Herm uh, backed him up multiple times putting his faith in him which turns out that was a mistake. Um, the locker room potentially not trusting him at the position this year with Zach Hill not going the way he wants. Like, there's so many things. I can ramble on about that for for minutes, right, for so many reasons why he could leave. And, and again, like, unless he truly comes out and says, um, this is why I'm leaving, we may never know. But at the end of the day, if he is leaving, I hope it's not a lateral move because that's going to hurt more. Like, seriously, if he goes to a program where it's like, why did you pick them? Like, I understand maybe their their trajectory isn't on the way down. Uh, maybe, like, ASU's is. But you're talking about one season. Like, if it's not a definitive upgrade, it's going to leave more questions, in my opinion, that we're going to have answers. 100%. And, I mean, we, we talked a lot of different destination opportunities for him. Connor, I think we were very generous when all of our transfer destinations were Power 5 teams. Because let's be real yeah. – that may not be what happens. And I'm not saying he goes D3. I'm not saying he goes Juco. But the odds of him landing at a Wisconsin or an LSU, like the two that me and that uh, you and I had highlighted as like our favorite fits, quote unquote. Those those seem like very best, best case scenarios. Like there is that chance that Jaden doesn't go to a power five school and he might need to go to a smaller university. And again, I'm not saying he needs to go to D3. I'm not saying he needs to go the Juco route, but 
who knows? Maybe maybe a Memphis is a best case scenario for him, and SMU is a best case. I scenario. saw an SDSU as an option too. SDSU, yeah. I, I, and it's not a bad thing necessarily, but when you talk about you left a Power Five school where you you were undisputed, man. No one was taking your role. Sure, Paul Tyson was coming in, but Paul Tyson wasn't going to yank the chains away from you from day one. You were going to have to really play bad yeah. in order to no, lose your spot. So he goes from a place of a lot of security because, again, this is something I've highlighted previously. We never had our faith wavering him, at, at least the the organization didn't, right? Me and you, Connor, have plenty of time to call out like, Jaden eh, The fans have. Bit. I'm sure the players have too. But Herm sure. never wavered. He never got benched. He's He's now leaving that situation. Where they 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 bypassed on Spencer Rattler because they were like, yeah, no, we we have Jaden, we're confident in Jaden. Who knows what that situation is going to be for him in the next place yep. he goes? He might not have that same security, that same support, and that same sense of protection that he had during his time in Tempe. Like, there's there's a lot of different moving parts now that just it, it could make for a very telling end to his college career, which which is why I feel there was always that thought in the back of Jaden's head of like, well, I could always come back. Well, sure. that's just not that's not how it works. You don't get to do soul searching and not expect the the person that you're leaving to not move on. So your teammates have seemingly already moved on. Your coaches are now in a panic. And sure, maybe maybe they're hoping that you change your mind and you do come back, right? Like, it just, things like that happen. But it seems like the locker room is out the window, Connor. Yeah, with the amount of players I put out on social media, like, next man up, next man up, like, it doesn't seem like, oh, okay, maybe they're bummed about it. But at the end of the day, they can't dwell on it, right? They're going to move on, just like you were saying. So uh, unless he kind of made some sort of, like, formal speech or told everyone, hey, Here's the move I'm making. Here's why, because I think it's best for me for reason A, B, or C. Right. I'm not not saying I, I'm not coming back. And maybe at that point, it's like, I have to earn my job. Uh, and, and maybe he acknowledges that. But at the same time, like, if he has a, a kind of like heartfelt discussion of, here's what I think this is best for me, don't think you can be mad for him. At the end of the day, I, I think he's looking for one or two things. Maybe it's a scenario where he gets both. I'm just not sure both are, are realistic. He's hopefully going to a place where he's going to uh, give himself the best shot of making it to the NFL could be one, or again, he's going somewhere where he can get maybe the best NIL deal out there trying to just line his pockets up now because maybe he doesn't feel that confident in his NFL future. Could there be a scenario where he gets both? Maybe. I just don't think it's, it's that likely that he gets uh, both of them. It's, it's probably one or the other. Well, hopefully whatever decision he makes will will be the best one for him because unfortunately we're, we're just not sure about leaving Arizona state with everything that it had. And yes, we, we, we are very understanding of the situation and the predicament that the Sun Devils have put themselves in because Jaden wasn't the first guy to transfer and he certainly will not be the last. And we've seen a lot of coaches out the door too. The repercussions are getting ready to come down. Connor, the, the, the other shoe is about to drop here. But lo love it or love it or hate it for Jaden, 
I'm I'm very curious how this is all going to end up shaking out for him. But to answer the question that we proposed on the bottom here, could the ASU quarterback return from the transfer portal? Or was it too late, Connor? It, it's too late. It's it it would be a very 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 messed up situation. Uncomfortable it, for everybody. For everybody, like ignoring ignoring the players' opinions. How how could Jaden come back into that situation knowing that? His teammates were trashing his locker room and talking all those awful things about him on yeah. social media. Like, sure, it'd be hard for the team, but it'd be just as hard for Jaden to come back into that situation. It's it's very toxic for for all sides involved here. So again, pro player want the best for Jaden, but coming back to ASU is not a possibility at this point. I'm sorry, bud. So. Is what it is, I suppose. So let's go ahead and take our first quick break here with a message from our good friends over at Bet Online. So, guys, football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, where you're going to find the next fired head coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC uh, odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, and again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every single day. Remember that the Locked on Sun Devils podcast is free and available on all platforms. So sticking with football, Connor, let's go ahead and talk about the outlook for the 2022 season. So as we were looking for some stuff to talk to you guys about, Connor stumbled upon an article from Yahoo.com talking about three interesting things to note about the season heading into 2022. So Connor, I'll go ahead, turn it over to you. Give us a quick little reader's digest of what you read. Yeah, so essentially the article was kind of highlighting uh, kind of the flow of the season, not so much uh, the overall confidence, like can we win this game? Can we not win that game? But uh, where does their bye week take place? Who do they play on the road? Who do they play in the North, right? Um, so overall, uh, early on in the season's nothing crazy. You get games against guys like Northern Arizona, who did just beat U of A last year, uh, for what it's Woo! worth. Uh, and then you get, and then you get Eastern Michigan. So those are probably two wins, even though the, the state of the program is not the brightest it's looked. That being said, sandwiched in between that is a game on the road against Oklahoma State. I don't care who the quarterback is; that game's going to not be pretty for ASU. Even if you had a lot of the returning talent last year, I wouldn't feel great about that game. Um, with the situation that they're in, that game's not going to be very pretty. So best they're probably going to start is uh, is two and one. Uh, after that, Richie, they get to a, a couple games immediately where they get Utah and USC. And, and I agree with this article. They were kind of highlighting that. Where do they stand in the South, right? You're going to know kind of after about five or so games because you get some of the teams that you expect to be competing against. Utah and USC, if you don't come away from those games at least one and one and you're in a whole 0 and two, now you're going to be sitting at two and three on the season behind both of the teams that you kind of expected to at least be competing with. So that's going to be tough. Now, from the north, they don't get Oregon. They don't get Oregon again, which is going to be huge for them. 
Uh, it's not so much that they get easier opponents. They are a little bit easier than Oregon, in my opinion. But that being said, it's not like we look at the schedule and go, guaranteed loss, guaranteed loss, guaranteed loss, because we don't have to play a school like Oregon. Uh, now, they do get a bye week, and I'm trying to find I want to say it's right before Stanford. Yeah, so they play Washington at ASU on October 8th. Then they get their bye week and come back on October 22nd. And then they get a game against Stanford on the road, which isn't a death sentence, right? Um, they were kind of highlighting this article going up against Washington State later on in the season on the road. Uh, could be a bit of an issue, so I can see that one there. Oregon State comes here. Right, so we don't have to go to Corvallis later in the season. Maybe Woo! that makes a bit of a difference. And, of course, you finish the year uh, against Arizona. Now, I, I will say that after their bye week, again, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk about the ebbs and flows of this Arizona State football team as the season goes along and how confident we are in them. After their bye week and they go uh, after Washington, UCLA is probably the only team that truly, truly scares me. But I'm not saying that like they're going to go in their last six games. I'm not saying they're going to go four and two, right? I just, other than like a maybe maybe a UCLA, um, none of the other teams feel like, a, oh, that's a guaranteed loss. But a lot's going to change, right? Maybe they don't figure anything out at the quarterback position at all. Uh, maybe they don't find anything at the wide receiver position. The defense takes a step back. All of a sudden, everyone feels like uh, it, it's this huge game that you have to win and, and ASU is getting blown out, right? So I, I hold my opinions. We'll, we'll kind of see where that goes and see where that transitions. But as of right now, their schedule could be worse, in my opinion. It's it's not the worst schedule in the world. Yeah, that's for sure. And what makes it so interesting when I'm looking at the schedule down here in front of me is there's very few games where I look at it and I go, oh, yeah, no, that's a loss. That's a big right. fat loss. It's Oklahoma State going to Stillwater. Other than that, uh, I would still say Utah. I would still say Utah for sure. The, uh, thing, the thing with that one is you have Utah in 10 people. That's the yeah. only thing I would say about that. Otherwise, who knows with USC? Is USC immediately going to be great, or is it going to be a process? Either way, you got to go to LA for that. So that that one feels tough. That feels like a loss too. Yeah, Washington doesn't feel anything special at all. Stanford doesn't feel anything special at all. Colorado's bad. UCLA again. I I don't really know what to do with that. Or is uh is DTR? It makes me UCLA. uncomfortable as of today. Yes, but again, you have them in Tempe. And then Wazoo, I, I don't have any faith in them. They weren't that great this year, and I understand they beat us, but they're not gonna be they're not gonna be better than they were this year. Oregon State, we'll see. I I, I don't know if I believe in them to do it back to back the years, and U of A is terrible. So I look at the yeah. schedule and I'm sitting here and I'm like, it's hard to not see us go at least six and six for bull eligibility in like a worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, I feel like six and six is totally attainable here. Oh, and and I know what I just said. Like our opinions will change in this team if they like. Let's just say they like. Worst thing happens, they go zero and five, lose to NAU and Eastern Michigan. Yeah, okay, you probably don't think they're six wins in the season. So, like here, here at least what we're saying there, Richie. If I set this at five and a half right now, wins for next season, you're taking the over. At the worst case see. scenario, you're taking the over at five and a half. Okay, so we'll start off for sure with three wins. No, I'll go four wins because I'll take us for U of A, Colorado, and our two cupcake games. Okay. Um, I think we could take a game versus Washington. That would give me five. And then I think we can sneak another game in there. 
Um, Stanford doesn't worry me. We'll see about Wazoo. It'll be interesting. Five and a half. I'm just, sure. I'm not confidently taking ASU one way or the other because we, there's so much we don't know about this team, Connor. He- yeah. Hell, her might not be the coach in a week. We don't know anything about this team right now. But yep. looking at the schedule, it could be a lot worse. And that's including a team that was this close to making the playoff with Oklahoma State on that schedule. So I don't I don't hate what I'm looking at. We'll we'll Are we looking we'll at the roster or are we looking at the schedule? Because if we're looking at the schedule, just, I don't hate it. If I'm looking at just the team. The schedule. Just the schedule. No. There, there's still a lot to talk about with this roster, with this coaching staff, and the whole outlook of the season entirely. But as far as the teams we play, I don't hate our chances of being bowl eligible. This team has not really been able to move past, or at least in in the from Edwards era, right? It doesn't feel like they can't get over that eight win hump. Let's say you have every player that you had last season; they're coming back for next year. Do you think they could get eight games with this? Or, sorry, do you think they could win at least nine games with this schedule? With this same team we had? Yes. I would feel more confident getting nine wins with this schedule than last year. Def- definitely fair, right? That last year's team's more than likely going to be more talented. It's just you have some question marks. Like, what is what does USC look like? Is Utah able to rebound uh, and do just as well as they did the, the last season? Because I, I would imagine they're still – if it, it's – in my opinion, it's going to be USC and Utah is going to open up as the, the South favors, right? Um, so, but again, you're skipping Oregon, loss against uh, uh, Oklahoma State, which if you put Oregon in there, probably lost no matter what. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm I'm interested just because I, I feel like for as bad as everything's going, for how fast this guy is falling, looking at the schedule, it's like, okay, it, it could have been worse. This could be just a year we're absolutely already just chalking up and looking for 2023. Maybe not. Maybe not. We'll have to we'll have to take it week by week. I think that's the only way we're gonna be able to do it. But obviously, that's not what me and you are here for. We're here to we're here to take our crystal Speculate. ball and predict. Exactly. So that'll be something that we talk about plenty during the remainder of the offseason. So with that said, let's go ahead, hop into our last break. We got a quick word here from our friends over at Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why often endure pointless and seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person on the computer orders the parts for the brand that their warehouse happens to carry for your car? We all have computers with access to rockauto.com, rockauto.com at home and in our pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer and have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpeting. Go and check out their easy-to-explore website today and find a solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there, how did you hear about us section, so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so back for the final segment here. We did plenty of football. We got to talk a little bit about basketball now. Connor, 
what what is going on with the Sun Devils basketball team right now? The way that they've been able to get on this really nice hot stretch. They've won four of the last five games. They're on a three-game winning streak. What is this what is this going to do for us for Bobby Hurley's fate moving forward with the Sun Devils in Tempe? Connor, are you there? Connor? No, it looks like we might be missing Connor. So I'll go ahead and pick it up for him in the meantime. So right now, Arizona State has, and there he goes. So right now, Arizona State has has finally figured something out with Bobby Hurley. They're, they're on a really good win streak again. They've won four of their last five, three-game win streak. They've got some really good wins in there as well. They took down Oregon twice this year, including that just absolutely massive upset in Tempe. They took down number three, UCLA, earlier in the year as well. They have been able to get all sorts of all sorts of great momentum going their way. Connor, welcome back. I was missing you. Thanks, man. <laughs> so anyways, what I was saying while, while you had uh, stepped out, is Bobby Hurley is getting this team back on track. And at one point in time during the season, it appeared as though the season might have been lost for the Sun Devils, which ultimately would have probably led to Bobby Hurley's resignation. He was going to get fired, right? So, But suddenly you're starting to figure stuff out. And if we're being honest, the expectations in Tempe should always be very low for the basketball program. Well, what do you do now? I'll turn it over to you for a sec. So, like, listen, we're talking about a three-game win streak they're currently on. Now, as we record, uh, they're going up against UCLA as we speak. Uh, So we'll talk about that a little bit more for the next podcast. But it's going to take a win against UCLA, right, for, for, in my opinion, to really change how the course of the season is going to go. Because let's say they they lose against the UCLA, um, and then maybe they go like uh, three and one in their remaining four games. Okay, like way way to rebound, but at the end of the day, like it doesn't do anything for me. Um, it, you just you got to kind of ask yourself like, well, what does Bobby Hurley really bring to the table in terms of overall uh, Sun Devils coaches? Uh, he is, I think, sixth in overall winning percentage, with some of those guys ahead of him being uh, coaches who had only played for like one or two, or sorry, not played, coach for one or two seasons very early on in ASU's, uh, essentially like like early 1900s, right? So Bobby Hurley has been a quality coach for the ASU program. But that being said, I, I think it's got to be a win against UCLA, right? Because with everything that they're still doing right now, I, I still don't know if it's quite enough for uh, people to look at this team, like maybe they're a potential bracket team. Like they're they're not going to have enough wins that most of the the teams that are in the bracket have. They're just they're not. Um, so that being said, like they they have to win this kind of a game and almost win out at this point. So how does that change Bobby's fate? I think he gets one more year, almost no matter what, unless he like loses yeah. out the rest of these games and it's just a total embarrassment and flop. Maybe you have that conversation a little bit more. I I think he gets one more year. And, and that'll be that. Like you, you, you have to basically win like a uh, uh, a game in the tournament. Otherwise, you're you're out. Like you can't you can't afford to be a team that's kind of on the bubble. Maybe makes it to the playing game that 
either wins or doesn't. Uh, they just they haven't really had a win in uh, the NCAA tournament under Bobby Hurley's tenure. So uh, at the end of the day, like you, you can't keep sitting around for mediocrity. And now I understand that if you just change change coaches for the sake of changing, like you have to have an upgrade out there or somebody you feel can truly lead this basketball team. Uh, but that being said, I, I, Bobby Hurley feels like he is kind of on the end of his rope here. I do think he gets one more year, again, barring an absolute meltdown at the end of the season. I think that's just kind of where you're sitting at with it right now is like, dude, you just, the, the expectation is always so low with Arizona state basketball that sure. it feels like any, any kind of success that you could have justifies giving you another year. And the, the, the trends that Hurley has been on in the second half of this 2021, 2022 season has me thinking like almost guaranteed to come back for 2022 and 2023. Like they finally figured out what they should have been doing this whole time. And because of that, it feels like he's going to get another shake. And this isn't necessarily a bad thing. This isn't me complaining, so to speak. But at what point do you decide to stop like you said, settling for mediocrity. Like you're just, you're basically saying like, we're, we're fine with doing the bare minimum here. Yep. And that's pushing for 500. That's not even 500. Connor, you have to win out to be 500. Especially why the team down South is one of the best schools in the nation. So mm -hmm. total opposite ends of the spectrum. Exactly. It just, it's, and I had a conversation with my dad about this and my dad was like, you know, I think that he should come back next year and blah, blah, blah. And I told him, I was like, I just don't know if I necessarily agree with that. And my dad told me exactly what we're talking about right now. Can you do much better? That shouldn't be the line. That shouldn't. I'd rather take a gamble on somebody else. Exactly. Right? Somebody who might be able to come in and woo me in a sense in an interview saying, here's where I can get this program. What if they fall flat on their face? Okay. Like at least you, you are taking a shot, right? Considering where they're currently at now. Yep. Uh, otherwise, like, where's Bobby Hurley really going to get you, right? You're, you're hoping and praying to get to the tournament, or you're taking a shot on maybe a young guy or somebody who might not be as proven, uh, or maybe might not be like one of the biggest names. Now, I mentioned this probably a couple weeks ago on the podcast. Overall goal is I, I wish we had a coach that somebody wanted so badly and they wanted to pry them from us and go to a blue blood school. We don't have that, right? Like, I, I want a great coach and a great team, but at the same time, like, Nobody wants Bobby Hurley that badly right now. Why do we want Bobby Hurley that badly? Exactly. And it's just one of those things. It's like, and, and the other argument is, well, who are you going to get? Well, you just, you got to take those swings. You can't sit yeah. here and say Hurley's doing just enough when he's not even getting you into the bracket. So here, here's where I'll, I'll go ahead and sow my, sow my, uh, my, my roots here. That that's not the saying. I can't think Your of it. peace. Make your sure. peace with it. There you go. Yeah, that's fine. He he should come back for 2022-2023. Bare minimum. He's done enough, right? He's figured it out. There was a lot of moving parts that came into this year, and he needed the time in order to get his team on track because you had so many transfers, and you were coming off such a weird year with the COVID protocols and everything, and you still had the issues with that this year. So – he gets that break because he was still able to figure it out. But this should be it. 
another year of missing the bracket. I, I don't care if you're above 500. You miss the bracket next year and you're gone as far as I'm concerned. This is this is the, the last chance. I don't want to say if you don't win, you're gone. Like you're going in that in that sense, in seven seasons, you're going somewhere you have not been before. So yep. I'm tired of flirting with it, right? I'm with you, buddy. So we'll we'll see. But as of right now, Hurley is staying. That is his fate in Tempe. He is coming back next year. I would be willing to bet a firm dollar on betonline.net with that. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here on the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, which includes but is not limited to Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And if you want to see our beautiful faces on YouTube, you can check us out there as well. Monday through Friday, it's the best Arizona State Sun Devils content in the whole world, ranging from football to basketball and a little bit of everything else in between. You can follow us on Twitter, myself, at RichieBrads36, Connor, at Cedrios, and the podcast as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Thanks again so much for making us your first listen every day. Go ahead and make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL quarterback Eric Crocker bring the NFL to draft the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Just like the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, it's free and available on all platforms. And until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.